This is exactly right. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello, dinosaurs. Ooh, gross, I said sores. This is Chris Fairbanks. I have some shows coming up. August 4th, I'm in Portland at the Alberta Rose Theater. And then August 5th, I'm at the historic Crocodile in Seattle, much like a young sound garden. Get your tickets at chrisfairbanks.com. Thank you, and, and, and you're welcome. <laughs> are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there. Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim. Give us a time and date. Terminal and gate. We want to send you off in style. We want to welcome you us all about it. Were you scared or was it fine? Malfoy. With Karen and Chris. Welcome to Do You Need a Ride? This is Chris Fairbanks. And this is Karen Kilgariff. Hi, Karen. How's your day been so far, thus far? It's actually been action-packed. Really? Packed with action, your day? Packed with action. And I will tell you a true story, um, And but I just realized I forgot to bring them in here. I just, before we uh, got on this Zoom heard the Amazon man throwing my package against the door, which is how we do it. And I ran out to see what I got, Uh opened it up. And what do you know, but the three ear cleaners that I ordered for you and me and Kulap Vlaisak, because we just talked about it on the last episode, arrived today. I want it and I'm excited and I'll come and get it because there's many things I need to give you. Okay, great. I will tell you this, though. Yes. It's just a little twisted up wire thing that looks like a Q-tip that it would be in the Museum of Modern Art. Right. So it's like spun around wire that's Q-tip shape. I think I've seen them. I've been excited by them. I've thought about how that would feel in my ear. I I do know what it looks like. I'm very excited. Okay, because I now will tell you, I tried it out. Uh Uh-huh. Nothing happened. Oh, no, what? It was just like rubbing a piece of metal around in my ear canal and making me nervous that I was going too far inside of my ear canal. And you did enter as you gently twist? Yep. Did you try a clockwise encounter? No, I just kind of like touched the walls of my outer ear canal and was like 
Maybe this is for people who have such disgusting ears that yeah. they immediately hit wax by doing that. But like, that's not the case. If you've been in a, in a coma or it needs to be taken care of. Yeah. Maybe it's not yeah. a daily. Yeah. Or it's a scam. Darn it. It's, I mean, but I don't know because I think it, we should distribute them to to you, to cool up, and to all of our guests from here on out. And then we take a constant ear canal cleaning quiz. Yes, I do. I'm on every episode. To the, well, I just, you know, <laughs> I've been putting things in there. And by things, I mean mostly Q-tips good, just because of the feeling. When you have an itch? Yeah, it's just an itch I like to scratch. And sometimes it's not even itchy. But this is starting to get clinical and borderline gross. Like a lot of people maybe don't want to think about this. But I'm very excited to put that in my ear. And it's nice of you to order oh, it. Yeah. Thank you. Of course. Well, I wanted that immediate satisfaction. But yeah, also, yeah. I thought the same thing. Once we were done with that conversation, we can ask today's guest how yes. she feels about this topic. But I realized after we ha- talked about it for 15 minutes last week, what if people— who have like AirPods or whatever shoved in their ears right now, this is bumming them out. Right, right. Because oh. we're having a, like a wax conversation. Yeah, yeah. They don't like us waxing. Uh, <laughs> I, I Yeah, I, I don't know. I still want to talk about it. A lot of stuff isn't for everybody, okay? True. Welcome to the entire season of Wax Talk. Wax Talk, in your face. Mm-hmm. 2022. <laughs> um... Yeah. Anyway, I I didn't do much. I didn't have the best day. I wore shorts, so I never have a good day when I wear shorts. Uh Uh-oh. I don't know. Are you? I don't. I I look down and I see my legs and all confidence leaves my body. And I (laughs) I just don't like wearing shorts. They don't match my body, mainly because they're (laughs) pale. That's because I always wear pants, but they're also just someone else's legs. They're very, very skinny. Not a lot of people have seen my legs. I guarantee you haven't, Karen. Right. I keep my legs up there personal and they're private. It's true. I agree. Yeah. And today I tried to show off my gams and <laughs> ugh, made me golf terribly. And I think people were making comments. I have no, I calves. think you I think you have a hard time um publicly competing in sports and then suddenly it's about your legs and you're you're actually making up stories other people yep. are telling because you feel so bad about golf. I think you're right. It's, <laughs> I didn't think you were going to give no, me that. No, it's true. At first, <laughs> I wanted to fight you on it, but I think you're right. It is. It's about sports and competition. Yeah, it's not my nice legs. They've been with me forever. I can't <laughs> believe I talked down to them. Yeah, <laughs> they are below me. All right, let us. Well, I mean, we don't have to go that. We don't have to get like that, Dad. Right, hey, right. <laughs> you know what we're going to do? I'm going to give you this ear cleaner, and then we're going to send you to the tanning booth. And we're going to turn your summer 2022 shorts issue around. I'm going to be the happiest dad in town. <laughs> and who better to talk about tanning than our next guest? <laughs> She's played clubs and colleges all over this country. <laughs> Please welcome the legendary Irish raconteur, Ms. Maeve Higgins. The uh, the bronzed goddess. The olive, <laughs> olives. <laughs> the famously not a vampire looking Irish woman. <laughs> I mean, I'm actually like, glowing on screen. I can say, Chris, you look so tan. And Karen, you look browner than me at the moment. Yeah, I think we just have different different shades of base on right now. I feel yeah. like you, you went more with a, with a pale or a pearlescent 
Well, you know, I just lost all my makeup. I went out dancing for the first time in maybe <laughs> 20 years. I don't know. And yeah, then, yeah. And then I like that thing happened. It used to happen when I was really young where like I came back to my purse and like all my makeup was gone. Like my wallet was still there. But um, so I had Someone to... stole your makeup? I'm sure I just dropped it. Like it was oh. one of those nights. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I so then I had such a laugh doing like you know, best drugstore makeup, or, you know, because I was like, I'm not going to spend <laughs> a lot of money after I did something so stupid. So you're right. I think I might have got a quite a glowing, white, chalky $4 <laughs> foundation <laughs> from Rite Aid. I went to this, do you know, do you have Rite Aid? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. And it, and it, everything is like locked up. It's really depressing. Yeah. And so I, had to, I had to like ring a bell for the guy to... um. And it was like, honestly, $4 and it was still <laughs> in a glass cage. I was like, oh God. What if it was locked up because that's actually the vampire makeup section and they're like, <laughs> yeah, we can't just let anybody walk up and buy these shades. This is very intense. There's a paleness that's dangerous. You yeah. can't just buy it. Yeah, yeah. They, it, they're only open between nine and midnight. So I think... <laughs> <laughs> no mirrors anywhere. No garlic. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not obviously going to do that thing where I stare at my face the whole time, but it, it is quite a shocking <laughs> contrast. <laughs> and I can't help feeling that it's because my makeup was, you know, under $5. <laughs> There's some good ones, though, that you can get these days, I feel like. For under 5 Well, maybe not under 5 I think you have yeah. to, for a foundation, I think you might need to kick it up out of the wet and wild area and right. go, to, like, to, yeah. go up to a, seven, a $7. Yeah. <laughs> $7.99 <laughs> with a coupon. <laughs> yeah, I Just, asked I asked the pharmacist or a pharmacy person that worked at Walgreens because uh-huh. some of the items are locked up and they're not expensive. He just said people steal mm. makeup. They, they're locked up based on how often they're stolen. Yeah. Sometimes there's, you know, a hairdryer will oh. be locked up or something. But yeah, people, people steal makeup, I guess, because it's like, yeah, I don't want to. I get it almost. It's you like, don't this want, again? You don't- Wait, you didn't finish the sentence. You just think, oh, I don't want to pay for it. Is that- <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 I mean, I kind of felt like, you know, how it would just be so embarrassing if I got, you know, arrested and deported for over like <laughs> right. something from Rimmel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I I was happy to pay, but it was a bit like the joy of it is like standing there looking at everything and putting like tiny bits on your hand and, mm-hmm. you know. But you can't do that. Um, this is my struggle. <laughs> you can't do that one. <laughs> no. You just had to, had to make a decision in front of like a bored man who works at a pharmacy. Yes. And oh, yeah, because he's opened the thing. So you have to basically really quickly assess. Yeah. Just visually. Yeah. Which one is going to match your skin. So you go and for I, bleak ivory. Yeah. <laughs> for <laughs> Indoor for two years. Pale, pearlescent. Um that is the problem I have all the time because I think people always talk about like there needs to be more inclusion in makeup lines and better color choices for mm. and then it's like yes especially down in the weird pale blue area like yeah. I'm pale and blue but old so there's a little <laughs> bit of a weird tan but it's a ruddy red tan yeah. not like an olive pretty tan so someone help me down in the below area yeah the, the kind of under the iceberg um, yeah. <laughs> skin tone I know yes the polar uh, vortex of makeup <laughs> I used to wear that Neutrogena makes like a uh, face cream that has yeah. 
Yeah, it's just a moisturizer, but I was getting it with tint, not realizing. Mm-hmm. And this is like in high school, mm-hmm. and in, I was just putting it on. I liked what it was doing, but I was basically wearing uh, foundation. I real realized one day when it was all around my white <laughs> shirt, there was just it was like I didn't realize until that moment. I'm like, oh, I've been actively wearing. Uh, foundation. A full yeah. face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. No wonder it. I, I'm like, oh, I like how this, oh, it's a moisture. It brings out the blood. It, no, I was just wearing makeup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It smooths you out yeah. uh, artificially. Like, yeah. it is a great feeling. Yeah, and I'm, I might have that feeling again. I'm Go not back. afraid to buy with tint. Oops, did I get with tint again? <laughs> and then I wink at myself in the mirror. That's the you commercial. You sure did. As yeah. he paints on a beauty mark at the corner of <laughs> yeah. his eye. Yes. Oh, Those yeah. Those like freckle dots all across yeah. your nose. Now I just do one Cindy Crawford right here. <laughs> and then a little highlighter on each yeah. cheek. And boom, you're out the door. Yeah, playing yeah, golf. I do it Super well, I, I do. I wear sunscreen now just because, Karen, one time at your party, you're like, you need to wear a sunscreen. Like I was just going outside skateboarding and golfing and not doing anything. And I'm real good about it. Real good yeah, about it. Yeah, he had turned a true brown berry color that mm. was people. And also it was when he had grown his hair out and his hair is crazy curly and dense. Mm-hmm. And so he, he had a very... I just wandered in your back gate vibe where people are like, who's this guy? And I'm like, that's Chris Fairbanks. (laughs) But you had been outside for so long that you really did look like you had been away for a while. Yeah, one day it hit me. I I was, I did look like, hey, who's this guy that wandered in from the bushes? (laughs) Oh, yeah. But I was enjoying it. I love that you do take care of each other that way and say like, you have to wear sunscreen because like it doesn't always occur to people, especially like men, you know. Yes, um, I really never did. And Karen, I swear, I I have it everywhere now. I'm like... Yes, good. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. you know you don't need to put it everywhere, right? I mean... I, <laughs> I, no, I mean, I like to apply it in all the places I go. I have it everywhere in the house. Like reading glasses. They're on yes. every little side table. A little stick that you can just yeah. stick under your eyes. But okay. there was a... I was starting to get worried because I think there's people, and this is probably just my, all of my family has all had different amounts of them cut off of themselves because of melanoma. So you look, I look at stuff like that. I'm just like, it's funny now and it's cute now because you're skateboarding and having a good time. And in four years, they're going to cut the tip of your nose off (laughs) and you're going to be like, why didn't I just, why didn't I just put some mess? It's that easy and like, don't mess around because then when, then you have the bills and the shit to deal with. It's yeah. so scary. Yeah. Melanoma is scary. Yeah, yeah it's it horrible. is horrible. It's horrible. I like your idea of putting it all over the house. I always intend to do that. Like, you know how, I feel like I read an interview with a news anchor or like one of these very like type A organized women. And she, <laughs> and she said like, I put it, you know, when I open the door, I squat. And then like, I went, when I wash my hands, I put on eye cream. Like she had all the, she had like double tasks for every, <laughs> like I did such a bad job of even remembering what they were, but I just remember being like, oh, she's so clever. And that's why she's so, you know, she's got it all. Yeah. What was the squat? It was like, when I open a door, I do two squats. Like <laughs> oh, when I right. brush my teeth, I put on eye cream. It, there was indicators everywhere in our home for like what she needed to do. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of what you do with a toddler a little bit. <laughs> yeah. But in her world, it just made her have like, you know, a high, tight butt. 
and like a public facing <laughs> job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where she was maximizing her time at each moment she yeah. could possibly just be having a break and just stand. Like when I stand at the freezer and eat a Snickers. Uh, obsessive, like compulsively. (laughs) (laughs) Then I also do three lunges. It's like, okay, use your time. And I remember something sad that happened in my childhood. (laughs) Without fail. (laughs) They really go hand in hand. I could, yeah, candy bars and crying. I I knock out in one action. You can start one and then the other really just just fills it in. in. Yeah. Yeah. But I do get so. Attracted to the idea, though, that, you know, that's possible for me, even though I I don't think it's possible for me at this point. But like, just the idea of it is so, you know, oh, imagine how different I'd be. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a real, uh, you know, you read, I read articles all the time where it's like self-care is important. You have to prioritize yourself. It's like, mm. uh, okay, sounds good. But like, those are the people who, I, it makes me think of a person I worked with one time who would stand in a room full of people while everyone else was like sitting in a chair trying to pitch and they would do like basically leg lifts, just stand up and do (gasps) leg lifts the whole time. And then it was, I was just like, so am I, is that self-care or am like, am I doing self-care by not doing that right now? Like there, it's just a, I don't know. There's a different ways of kind of prioritizing yourself that maybe I don't always agree with. Oh my God. Yeah. I was trying to talk about this with my friend the other day. Cause it's almost like, you know, when people are like, well, okay, she is toxic. So I'm cutting her out because (laughs) I don't have time for that. And it's like, well, actually like she, this is going on with her and like all of us are going to be really messed up from time to time. And that's also what being a friend is like being around when somebody is being annoying or sad or, you know, some combination. Yeah. Um, it's a little bit like that. Like, so, yeah, there's kind of a militancy about like self-care. It's very individualistic and it's like, gets a bit frightening sometimes. Right. But yeah. but it almost, it makes me go, is that the way you're supposed to do it? And I just right. kind of wasn't really yeah, raised. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. That one specifically, the exercising the while, <laughs> while having a conversation with someone. That's right. Like that being is. on the phone while you're on your <laughs> Peloton. Right. Why are you breathing so hard? It gets in the way of like communicating with someone if you're right. doing squats while talking about ideas. Yeah. Because I, <laughs> won't, I won't even think of what someone's saying if they're doing leg lifts while or I'm like, looking yeah, at them. Walking like treadmill desk or something. But then, you know, the other side of it is like, what was easier in the world than gaining weight during quarantine? Where it's like, I think there are those people that, they do that and then they prevent those kinds of events because they're just like, fuck it, I'm just going to do the thing that's going to make me never gain weight or something. Maybe. I, don't know. I mean, I think, I, I wonder, like, I remember before the pandemic and I went to like an audition and the cat, I went to like shake the casting director's hand and she was like, I don't do that, you know. She like kind of like waved me away oh. um, because of germs, I guess. Because sure. she would have to shake so many people's hands every day. Yes. Yeah. But like, of course, I was like, I put a curse on you now. <laughs> like, I hate you so much. Yeah. Um, you know, I really was so like mad at her. But afterwards, then I was thinking, oh, actually, like, it's her job. She has to sit. She's probably gotten like a million colds just from being polite. And, sure. you know, so, so I think probably what she was doing was kind of self-care, like self-preservation. But 
in the context where you, I was feeling vulnerable already because I was like coming in looking for a job or something. Right. So that felt a bit, you know, and I, and I did put a curse on her and she has, since, um, <laughs> she has passed. <laughs> did you do it in the mo- mo- in that moment or later on, light some candles? Oh no, I curse? actually, when she refused to take my hand, <laughs> I held her face in between both my hands and I muttered a curse into her mouth. <laughs> in, oh, you, in she actually pre- whispered some live bees right into her mouth. <laughs> yeah. And from that day on, oh, she could I only shake it. hands. I hate it when you think you're meeting a new person and really you're just inhaling their curse bees. <laughs> it's, oh, you don't like that? <laughs> no, I be, well, I always get tricked by it. I never see them coming. Those those green mild bees. <laughs> oh, not again! You just have a funny feeling in your tummy after you meet like another Irish woman. Oh, she did it to me too. Oh, not her. Not this shit again. I'd be okay with that curse if it was just a tummy issue. Bees in your tummy. <laughs> just yeah, a yeah. little. Just like someone curses you with like low level excitement all the yeah, time. Really? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 What's this fun minor inconvenience? So wait, Maeve, are you auditioning for stuff like these no, days? No, this is a while ago. Like I, I have in my life auditioned, you know, I <laughs> probably count the times, like eight times maybe or something. Um, but it never works out. You know, I think I'm just a comedian in that way where it's just like, oh, somebody has to just give, say, oh, I know her. Like she'll be funny doing this. Right. <laughs> or else write it for me or something. Um, but yeah, auditioning, can't, I can't seem to do, you know. Same. Well, I really? always, I go in for a lot of commercials. Not much anymore, but yes, in yeah. my life. And they, mm-hmm. there is always that thing in the room where I don't understand why they would want to make you feel uncomfortable or have power over you. Because it's, it's uh, not going to help any, it's not going to help you do a good job. It's like, well, now things are just weird because you, you were kind of yeah. rude to me and now I don't want to be here. So I guess that's part of the test, though. <laughs> Can you do a good job <laughs> after I was just mean to you and action? <laughs> like, but have you ever had it? I, I got called in for an audition one time. I think it was for Modern Family. And it was like I had been not performing for years. And then I got this audition. I was like, why in God's name would they call me in for like a major ABC comedy, you know, whatever it was. And the casting director was so nice to me that it rattled me and I couldn't do it. I was just like, I don't even know where I am. This this has never been my experience with auditioning. And suddenly it's like, you're my friend. Or he was like, Karen, great to see you. And I was just like, I don't understand what is going on. None of these feelings are the feelings I had when I did this last and I have to go. I can't concentrate. Yeah, they need to be somehow neutral, which is kind of an impossible ask. Totally neutral. Yeah, one way or the other, it's been... One time I went in for a commercial audition and it was Wayne McClammy, who's this filmmaker that I did stuff with in Austin. We moved here around the same time. Now he's a wildly uh, uh, successful commercial director. But he... My mom had just passed and he asked... He just... Right when I walked in the room, he's like... Chris, I heard about your mom. How are you doing? And I hadn't talked much mm-hmm. about it except to you, Karen. And uh, I started talking about it and I started <laughs> crying, uh, which uh, as it was happening, I'm like, hey, if if there's one place to cry on command, this is the place to do it. Yeah, that's true. Except it was for cat food or whatever. No, it was for <laughs> some like hamburger 
place. I don't know what it was, but it was, I went through the thing, but I felt it was so embarrassing. And you're right. It was because he wasn't neutral. It's just like one way or the other. It was too personal. And then I was rattled. Yeah. 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 yeah, You either should have said, heard the news, couldn't care less. Yes. And then like, Oh, that, the yeah, that's that gonna. Been... Yeah, there's there's the classic <laughs> environment for me to showcase my talents to truly thrive. I feel <laughs> terrible. Yep, uh, here yeah, here I go. <laughs> I definitely didn't get that job, but I you never do. It's always a gamble. But I did always appreciate that he asked it as a person. I was. As a person. Yeah. I just have one note for Wayne, though, and that is, can't you do it after? (laughs) Can't you just hold it for one moment? Well, in a way, I think he was doing that to as a, because there was all the clients in there that uh, were sitting in, like people that don't ever introduce themselves, a table Mm. of people. Sometimes (laughs) they're deciding who's good. And he was showing, hey, I know this guy. Without yeah. saying, this is mm. my friend, pay attention. I really think that's why he was doing it. And what what, what other lighthearted topic to pick the, than <laughs> I the mean, death like, of a mother? I don't know about like, because sometimes you do want to, you, you know, without kind of saying, I've known her for eight years. You do want right. to like let the group know that like yes. you're close. But saying like, mentioning the worst thing that's ever yeah, happened and the, and, and, and the most recent worst <laughs> yeah. thing that's ever happened to you. Yeah. The worst not, you and know. most recent. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It, or yeah. unless it was for uh, like a Paxil commercial or something, you know what I mean? Something that was appropriate uh, yeah. to the material. Well, it's funny now that I think more about it because now I feel like he asked before I went in the room. <laughs> Uh, and oh, not and in front of the people. That's, you know what? I think that's what happened. And I'm, but the the but the being sad and tearing up is happened de- definitely in front of that group of people. I've teared up at auditions when no one asked me anything. I just fucking hate it so much <laughs> and find it to be yeah. absolutely humiliating and torturous to have to be kind of like be like, you know, bowing yeah. to these people where I'm just like, what have you ever done? I, yeah. it, it's so bad for my personality. And yet I did it for years. That's funny. Oh. It's yeah, it's no testament to my training at all. But uh, once I moved to Los Angeles, I learned to cry on command, no matter where <laughs> I was. Traffic, <laughs> groceries, <laughs> while doing squats. <laughs> Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Um, Maeve, can I just tell you that the last movie I saw in the theaters before quarantine was oh. extraordinary. And I we went and bought tickets because you guys were supposed to be there on a panel. Oh. And, and then so we got there and they're like, we we thought the whole thing was going to be closed or canceled or whatever. And they were just like, nope, no panel, but you can still watch the movie. Oh, like, that's okay. So <laughs> oh, I didn't realize that, Karen. Thank you. Yeah, it was, of course. it was right at that time. And you know, that means a lot because I know you auditioned for that movie. And, <laughs> you know you and I always get called in for the they, same stuff. Yeah, they said she just was weeping and weeping. We couldn't make out the words. <laughs> Chris's mom. 
Chris's mom. And then just use all of yeah, Chris's tricks to cry in auditions. Oh my God. <laughs> but it was so, it was so thrilling to see you in a movie. That movie is insane. It's hilarious. Will Forte's in it with you. Uh-huh. Um, who else is in it? I can't, sorry. Well, I can't Claudio Darty is in it and um, Barry Ward plays like my kind of boyfriend in it. Yes. And um, it's mainly the four of us. And yeah, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I mean, it was so fun. It's like a comedy horror, Chris, that, that yeah. like my, fr- my friends wrote it and um, put me in it, which is... <laughs> Again, the way, the only way I think it works for me, but um, <laughs> but it was great crack, and it was also like we, it, it did come out just the, in 2019, but only in the festivals. So like we went around to all the festivals, and that was cool. And there's like such a little community of like horror comedy people, like yeah. all really all over the world. Because yeah, um, I went to different places, and so do the directors. Yeah, I I consider myself part of that community as far as an interest. I like oh, comedy well, horror I don't know if you are. I'll check with them. <laughs> oh, I, have, they don't. Yeah. I'm no like, one's really seen you. I'm kind of on the outside. I'm part of the group, but I'm watching in voyeuristically. <laughs> that is comedy horror, actually, to think about Chris peeking yeah. in the window as you guys are like yeah. on the panel. It's yeah. perfect. <laughs> <laughs> how, do, how do I watch Extraordinary right now? Um, like, if I. I guess, like. You can just get it on streaming. A lot of people are getting Canopy. You know, it's like the free library, what you stream with your library card. Oh, what? that's a good way to watch us. That's yeah. great. Canopy. Yeah. I'm going to look into this after instead of they asking. They have loads of movies. Just use your library card. That's my oh. favorite way of doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I need, you mean the library card that I have <laughs> and <laughs> utilize <laughs> weekly. I haven't had a library card since I was like 12 and it's you really embarrassing. It. They, I know they, I'm embarrassed. <laughs> you can get audiobooks and you can yeah. just get normal books and you can get so many movies. And if you live in probably not Los Angeles, but you can get like ice skates if you live in, you know, Minnesota. Right. Oh, or you can like get a, everything in the library. <laughs> real, ice skates. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't remember what it was, but someone... Not an overhead projector. It was something that has nothing oh, to do with it. Maybe you could get a projector. I bet you could get a projector at like, some libraries. Yeah, yeah, some presentation. And all the, all the librarians are just like the coolest witches, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> yeah. very subversive, yeah. like really holding it down, I think, in America at the moment. Yeah. Yes. So anyway, you can you, you could watch the movie <laughs> through, through your library or or you get it obviously on Amazon, which is the I, other worth of our democracy. <laughs> it, okay. I mean, that is the most convenient, but uh, so, so I can support because my sister also is a, a cool library witch. Uh, oh, lovely. Is she yeah, really? She's a librarian. Yeah. Uh, oh. So, yeah. That's I, so cute. Where is her? Li- are you allowed to say? It's uh, in a school. My sisters dis- don't really like when I talk about them. <laughs> no, it's. Oh, Lisa I think does. L- Lisa yeah. likes it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and she's a school librarian in Spokane, Washington. Oh. Just Ooh. in our. That's very witchy. Our Pacific Northwest. <laughs> it is, yeah. especially when it rains. Ooh. Very spooky. Ooh. And she I mean, wears her hat. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's pointy and uh, water resistant. <laughs> but wait, to go back to you guys got to go to festivals. So I was picturing my experience was your experience with that movie. But <laughs> you guys actually did get to do all the fun stuff before uh, quarantine started. I mean, yeah, we were well, so we did the, the 
the festivals and then it was got a general release, which we were so excited about because it's like a small Irish movie, really. You know, yeah. well, Will Forte is in it. So that makes it much, you know, better and bigger and stuff. But um, yeah, so we were, it was just coming out in America, like at the start of March 2020. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, a lot of, I guess in New York, I did get to do a panel here, but then that was like the last time I saw like tons of my friends and, you know, that was kind of the last uh, social outing. It was the last movie a lot of people saw. And then yes. the the theatres obviously shut down yep. quite soon after that. Um, not because of the movie. The movie's fine. <laughs> well, they can't <laughs> prove that, right? Yeah. No, they can't. And then, you know, if you believe science, whatever. Um, yeah, epidemiologists called me out. Um, <laughs> there she is. So it, it was funny to be, because like, then people were seeing it on airplanes and like were very surprised to see me popping up in it. And yeah, <laughs> it's just such a funny little journey that that, that film has had. Yeah, it's great. It's, that's so but exciting. thank you for going to see it. I'm sorry that I, I didn't get to see you then. But also, can you imagine if you watched it and you hated it and then like the lights came up and you were like, Hi. I was like, oh, hey, what's up? I was oh. just, um, I'm just checking my friends. I was I needed some movie. popcorn. I needed to get some half empty popcorn bags. So I, I was just picking them up off the ground and eating them. <laughs> Great to see you though. Really nice to see you in person. Um, no, what I, my plan was is that you guys were going to be all up on the panel and then I would start asking a series of really irritating self-referential questions. <laughs> oh my God. As they always do on those panels. Oh like, my, mm-hmm. it's, it's I love so it so funny. much where people are like, Hey, I also went to see Steve Coogan when his movie, I think it's called Greed, came out. And I was so excited to see Steve oh. Coogan at the Arclight, you know, just sitting there. Yeah. And every person that raised their hand at the Q&A oh, was no. just somehow referencing their career and their thing. And, their, oh, and I was no. just like, it's uh, so... I noticed in your film... Yep. When I was first AD on a... Uh, <laughs> I noticed. The, the, I'm just setting up the reason I'm asking this question. Yeah. Uh, so you know, it comes from a real place. Anyway, first AD. That was me. I yeah. just went. I was in LA for the first time in you know years because for the LA Book Festival a few weeks ago, and it was a. It's obviously like a funny place to have a book festival, and like the. <laughs> I went good, to this good point. One, <laughs> I went to this one panel. And it was like all these women, basically sort of historians. And um, they had each, each of them had written like these really intense books that were about different cities and countries. So it's kind of like a geography history panel with like these incredible professors. Like one woman wrote a book about Cuba and America. Another woman wrote about like lost cities like Pompeii. Ooh. Yeah. And, and they each, you know, there was such limited time for them to, to talk and they were fascinating. And I was, I must read all those books. And then it was like the Q&A. And this one lady like bounded up to the front. She was like, listen, I work in Hollywood. She said those words. <laughs> I work in Hollywood. I, listen, I work in Hollywood. I would buy all three of those IPs. These are awesome stories. And it's like, <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Shut the fuck you, You're going to buy the history of Cuba and America <laughs> as an IP. And you're going to make, what are you going to make it? And then you're also going to buy like, you know, the story of the ruins of Pompeii. Like, what are you talking about? And then, and that was it. She only, she just wanted to say that. And then oh, these like no. three incredible academics were just like, thank you. Yes. <laughs> like, just, oh, wow. It was like, a, it was like a bird meeting 
like a crab. It was like these different species, like <laughs> interacting and, you know, not really harming each other, but also like they shouldn't be in the same. It just feels like narcissists love a festival. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. they somehow, it's like maybe because they truly have genuine interest, but mm-hmm. I I am always amazed at the kind of people who go, because I was raised by people who literally like won't let you sing happy birthday in public. Like, yeah. I, I, like my sister almost strangled me one time where I'm like, look, a cake is coming. And she's like, ah, like yeah. it's no. so the opposite. Then there's it is these a terrible people, song. It is. It takes too long. <laughs> yeah, but, And yeah. everyone stares at you. Yeah, but it's owned by Warner Brothers. At a thing in Los Angeles where all the people that live here are so good at inserting themselves where they don't yeah. belong. It's yeah. the reason yeah. they live here. And so they're like, yeah, yeah, Pompeii. This, this applies to me. I'm going to go explain to everybody how. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, it was bizarre. And like, again, like she wasn't really hurting anyone, but I was like, why did you have to do it? And she was delighted. She was swinging her ponytail, going back to her seat. Just like, I did really well there. It's like, really disagree. She hurt me. She (laughs) She hurt Karen. (laughs) You felt, you just had a psychic like a wind at like 11 a.m. a few Saturdays ago. Well, that was her. (laughs) On behalf of some academics being talked down to by a a first lady. By someone who works in Hollywood. Like, how much do you not work in Hollywood to say it like that? So you're employed and you exist in the place we are right now? Wow. (laughs) What? Like... Like the uh, town hall, or what are you talking yeah, about specifically? Yeah. It's a city council? Down at the docks. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is a weird way. I you can almost see what she's trying to like. She was saying, "I would." Well, produce... I think it's the highest compliment she could imagine. Yes, actually, yes, was, yes. Was what it totally. was. I give all these the green light for production. <laughs> is she wearing a beret? And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cuba, straight to Siri. (laughs) (laughs) The Cuba-Pompeii connection next on the Nat Geo channel. What? (laughs) That that actually sounds good. Wait, no. Were you at that book festival because uh, you have written a book? Yeah, I was there for... I was doing a panel that was about, um, like, writing funny in strange times or or something like that. It was kind of about, you know, being a... I was going to say a being healer? a humorist. Oh. <laughs> being a healer. Yeah. yeah. Here she comes. Mother Higgins, the healer. <laughs> Take your herbs. <laughs> um, like, yeah, but that's why I was there. And then I was on, it was actually cool because I was on with an illustrator, Maria Tatia, who's like, does all these sort of like grumpy, chubby women who, you know, just are like unimpressed about things. And so, yeah, I was on a fun panel. Uh, But I do, I actually really like listening to writers talking. So I really wanted to be there just to see other panels. And it was really good, actually. Um, It it was just, it was like a strange location for it. And there was that element of like all the stalls. Because I I, like go to a lot of book festivals and book events. (laughs) In LA, the stalls were like, you know, usually it's like, okay, so here's the kind of... um, you know, I don't know, like if you want to read like Marcus's books or whatever, then this is a kind of a lefty publishing house that has a stand outside. But this, it was like different candles inspired by romance novels. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the, the Outlander, like, uh, you know, forest fire or whatever. Like it was just really strange selection of like, uh, they just like commodified it in, in ways I hadn't seen before. It was actually kind of impressive. Yeah. 
there's always going to be merch in in an LA festival of any kind. There's always yeah. going to be, and it's like <laughs> you're out. Try your Outlander Gatorade Zero today. <laughs> Come on. And the, the other kind of heartbreaking thing was um, they put the poets like outdoors, and like I know, I think I understand why they did that because it was you know make it accessible and like have everyone passing by just like get pulled in by the words but like in theory that's it but but in practice there was just like you know shy people like wincing in the sun (laughs) 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 just trying to get their their words out and you know and and the nature poetry you know these very kind of private emotions that they've managed to you know so that made me that made me, um, you know, laugh, cry. <laughs> In the background, yeah. it's just just honking. Just yeah, like a bunch course. of honking people. Yeah. yeah. Helicopters. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> these poor poets. Yeah. Why outside? That's actually the worst idea. Someone thinks of poems and they, you know, because poems are always about trees and flowers and shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's put them out in the trees and flowers and shit. <laughs> or they're, they're confusing poets with like um, slam poets. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like something, the last time they've yeah. seen something in a movie where they're like, oh, poets, they love to talk into microphones. They're going to be, they're going to want to like battle outdoors. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and battle. they're going to talk like this. <laughs> right? <laughs> the hubcaps were missing. And like, what? Did you need well, something? <laughs> pause. Um, do you want to talk about your book? Do you want to tell yeah. us specifically? About your book? Oh, my romance novel, my erotica. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's like so immature that I even think that's like a funny thing to say. Lots of people would just be like, yeah, tell us about your erotica. And I'd be like, well, you don't understand. That's funny. <laughs> It's like if someone says, like, lover or something, and I'm just dying. <laughs> it would really go against the grain of your, the personality, at least as I know you. Because oh, yeah. I think we've talked about this before, but Maeve uh, is the person who I've met you probably two or three times. But mm-hmm. the first time I met you, I was like, I absolutely know her. And, it, like, you were just immediately just like, I know her very well. So anytime people would be like Maeve Higgins, I'm like, yes, I know. I know. She's a very oh. good friend of mine. Yeah. Because you just have that, you have a quality and a sensibility about you that is very, very familiar to me that absolutely I know is anti-erotica. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> if you had to describe me in one word, anti-erotic. Anti. <laughs> she will fight it. You're right. The, the word, if someone describes, uh, introduces someone as their lover, I would giggle forever. Yes. Good. Yes. <laughs> yeah. My Friends, l- lovers, welcome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh. That's the person that when they enter a room, they come and kiss you on the cheek. I'll laugh at that too. But it's, oh, some people just do that. Yeah. Uh, some, I know. They're just very comfortable with, yeah. you know, different aspects of themselves. Yes. Yes. Something and I've God, never had. No. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, like I write more than like I met you, Karen, doing stand up. I remember that very well as well. And I remember being like, oh, one of those. Hello. <laughs> Thank goodness. Um, <laughs> it's always such a relief. But um, I probably do more writing now, like, than I mean, I do, I still do stand up every week, but it's like just hosting a show that's really fun and easy. Like, I'm not trying to, you know, get five, get up there, you yeah. know. But yeah, so I mainly do writing. Right. Well, every when I would see the stuff that you would post, are you not on Twitter anymore? Did you get off? 
I left Twitter actually. Yeah. So. Oh, I feel proud yeah. of you. Thank um, you. But I, it was very. I might ex- go back. You, I don't know. you can always come back. But mm-hmm. I, I tried to tag you in something because you were on that first episode of Adulting, which is oh, yeah. so hilarious. Oh so my god, great. I love if, them. If anybody, I mean, hasn't I really it, feel I, Michelle Buteau and Jordan. They needed me. There yes, because they, they really did. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like they're fine, but there's something I'm something of a mentor and they yeah. just raise their game. I can feel the energy shift when I appear, you know. Yes. You know, it you heard really it. was. Sure. I mean, it was you leveled <laughs> everything up. Mother Higgins. Mother Higgins. Mother Higgins came in with Mother, her herbs. Mother Higgins healing the adulting podcast uh, and continuing to heal with her healing elixirs in tow. And eroticism <laughs> and yeah, sexual. So and Sexual. Sexuality. Sensual. Sensual. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so, oh, but wait, are you going to tell us about your book? Oh yeah, sorry. So, I mean, that's all there is really. Like it's, it's, uh, it's my second collection of essays and there are nine essays in the book and they're about all different things and they come from writing that I've done in the New York Times and in the Guardian. So mm-hmm. often I'd write a piece about you know, say a border security conference that I went to and reported on. And then I'd go off and basically think about it and study um, study up on, you know, all these different aspects of different things that I saw while I was at the conference um, and then come back with an essay, which like, I really like essays because they're it's kind of like you're answering this question that's been bugging you mm-hmm. and you can do it in your own time. And um, traditionally they've been like, the, a lot of women write essays too, I think it's kind of gendered because I think it's a kind of a, I don't know, but it's sort of like a non-threatening, like it's like memoir, academic, academia, but you're not like hammering, like, I know this. I don't know. It's it's an interesting form for me. So that's, that's my book. And it came out earlier. It came out earlier this year and I was delighted with it. It's called Tell Everyone on the Train That I Love Them. And Karen <laughs> has offered to uh, send people copies and she will sign them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I will sign as me, Vegans. That's um, such a, misspelling uh, my name the whole time. That's the best. I love that title. It's so funny. Yeah, that's really it, funny. That paints such a picture already. I'm, I'll read that. I'm someone that is embarrassed about how little I read, but I will read Do you essays. think because, you're, because your sister's a librarian that you think, I don't need, she does all the reading. I She'll do, do it. think that. And also <laughs> I feel that way about writing because she's a writer. I'm like, well, I'm not the writer. My my sister is the writer. I can't also do that. It's not allowed. It isn't. We can't double up. So how do you, <laughs> so how do you, how do you collect your jokes? Do you, I, they're just all in the <laughs> mental file. You have I, to put them somewhere. I chase yeah. after them like the with a butterfly net. <laughs> uh, <laughs> really, really tan and sunburned at the same time on his face <laughs> with a butterfly net. <laughs> yeah, I, I want, I love. Well, I just like if someone backs me into a corner and said, "What's the last thing you read?" I'm not lying when I say it. It's David Sedaris or something that is essays. I do like. I have a problem with sitting down and I'm, I realized suddenly that the last three pages I've been thinking about yeah. things I need to do. I'm not even paying mm-hmm. attention. I'm just reading the words. I, I have a bit of a uh, attention problem. I do that all the time. Where, that's, yeah. yeah. Your eyes are going over the words, but you are absolutely like arguing with someone in your head. I do it constantly. Good. I'm glad every time I describe that, someone relates to it and I realize it's not just me and I'm not dumb because it haunted me like in 
you know, when you're in school and you realize like, oh my God, I have, I have not retained the last three pages. There is something wrong with me, my comprehension. I, I always thought I had my own special problem. But, no. Uh, so no. thank you. No, for... I think it's re- and it's also uh, all of our attention spans. But what's really useful, because something else that I did, I had started it before the pandemic, but I was really lucky I did because then I got to fully do it, which was a master's degree. And I oh, didn't wow. go to Whoa. normal college or anything like that. So I went back later and did a master's degree. And I was really worried about that, Chris, because I do the same. I read and I say, I can tell you fully, I have read the book. I cannot remember anything that happened in it. So yes. I was like, what am I going to do? This is college. Like, this is like, <laughs> I have to know. Yeah. But So what I would say is I would set a timer on my phone just for half an hour, for 30 minutes. And then I would make notes as I read. And that kept me in the in the reading. And you just get faster and better at it. And now I do it when I'm reading even novels or like reading for fun or anything. I just make little notes as I go. That's great. Because then also I would be considering it a writing exercise for myself, which is something I also looms over me that I'm not doing enough of as far as... Yeah, and it's only half an hour. I mean, this is like my favorite thing, just like giving advice that nobody asks for. Like, <laughs> no, I want I can hear it. that like you sound like kind of worried that like you... I you am. Know, yeah, you are. You, this is the right place for this advice. <laughs> so I would do that. And it, it really just, your brain just gets a little bit stronger every time. And then, um, oh, like when I say set your timer, your timer is so that you don't look at your phone, obviously. Like you don't right. do anything else for those. You don't like oh, get up. Oh, when you said you know. set your timer, I do assume oven. <laughs> I mean, I really... <laughs> <laughs> it's right in the, it's not a big apartment. So you hop into the oven, okay? Mm-hmm. You pop into the oven, your whole body in the oven. <laughs> you get that book in there. And if you feel too warm, no, you must finish your reading. And once you smell the onions crisping, <laughs> I'm, I'm actually cooking at the same time. One hand out, sauteing yeah. stuff on, on the stove. Sauteing, <laughs> reading, squatting. I'm going to quit. I'm going to quit mentioning the squats. That's the fourth time I've tried to call back. To the spots. I, you I know just what? Love it. What? Keep trying it. It's gonna hit. Yeah, yeah it will. <laughs> Lucky number point. six. <laughs> <laughs> just there, like there'd be like a long pause at the end of this podcast, and then just you'd be like, "I'm squatting." <laughs> <laughs> oh, there just might be. <laughs> Lucky number six. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so I mean, funny. I just. I, I, I also like did this thing. This is unproven, but that's a proven thing. Okay. That helps you. If you find yourself reading and not taking anything in, try that. But then the unproven thing is like, cause I'm, you know, like all of us just so addicted to my phone, blah, blah, blah. So like I went into Apple and I, and I, it was time to swap my phone. Yeah. And I said to the guy, like, what is the least like attractive phone? Like what's going to make me not look at my phone or whatever. And he was like, oh, you mean like hostile design? And I was like, sure. Hostile design. Ooh, yes. Wow. And so I got like a smaller, kind of a cr- crappier iPhone um, than I had before. And it's just like not as attractive to look at, you know, because it's just like a bit smaller and grayer or something. And they do that on purpose? They design it that way on purpose? Yeah. I mean, I had heard that. And then like he seemed to confirm that. But he also made a joke about being like, yeah. don't let my boss hear you say <laughs> me say that. I mean, I'm now saying it on a podcast, but like, you know, he works at the Flatbush 
have a new store. Okay. <laughs> um. <laughs> and when he said hostile design, is did is that the phrase he used? And is that a phrase that pertains to this? He, he said, I think he said hostile design. Yeah, I think he did. Because then I remember, then I was like swapping all my data from one phone to the to the new like hostile little one. Yeah. And I was like so pleased with myself. And then um, some other Apple employee. I guess like he was gone and then she came over and I said it to her. I was like, look, I'm going to be like less addicted. And she was so pissed off. And she was like, what do you mean? And I was like, oh, because like your colleague said, you know, this phone is not going to be as like seductive and I'm trying to use my phone less. Uh And she was like, oh, but that's just your mind. And I was like, no, I was like, these phones are like absolutely designed. I said, we're quite powerless actually like, <laughs> uh, to their allure and like she was take she was like having none of it like she was very much bought uh, into like no it's like on the individual to like choose how they oh, spend their time and I was like darling don't put that on me <laughs> darling, I'm a bigger fan of your colleague than you uh, <laughs> yeah and then I started thinking did he even work here <laughs> You were just talking to a guy in like a red shirt or whatever. He gave me his old flip phone. (laughs) Here's some hostile design, (laughs) ma'am. It's called a sidekick. (laughs) So, wait, so like you two used to actually collect people from the airport, right? Yes. I heard that. Yeah. Yeah. And And I just thought that was such a lovely idea. But also, I don't know if anyone has said it before, but Karen, you surely know about like a ride, right? Like, Oh, yes. in, In Ireland. Yeah. Yes. And throwing the leg over. I knew you'd bring this back to eroticism. (laughs) (laughs) It's my nature. So basically in Ireland, our podcast is, do you need to get laid essentially? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, wow. And I was only reminded because I said to my sister that I was doing it later and and she was like, oh, that's a bit much, is it? And I said, no, like they actually... Oh, I that's said, great. I said, they actually mean it. It's because they used to actually collect comics because we're always on the road, you know. Yes, yeah, so she sincere. was very skeptical, but I was like, no, genuinely, like, it's not an expression. Oh, I love it. Mm-hmm. Oh. I do need a ride. I love that she's bummed out or just like, okay, take it easy. Yeah, she, yeah. She, she's like very happy with my choice. You know, it's like she likes comedy and everything, but sometimes she is a bit like, oh my goodness, yes. I have two babies. <laughs> <laughs> Does it always have to be about the sex yeah. and the getting a yeah. ride all the time? Yeah. <laughs> and it's actually just like the most sweetest concept ever. <laughs> it's, it is really, it was based on, um, uh, well, Chris and I knew we wanted to do a podcast together. And then mm-hmm. my aunt Kathleen used to live right by San Francisco airport. She lived in Millbrae, which is just the town like right across from it. So anytime in our big family, if anyone had to go to the airport or was coming home from somewhere, Aunt Kathleen would pick you up because she hated the idea that anyone would just be there and then like have to get on an airport or or whatever. And so it was that idea of like, what if comics had a little like kind aunt energy in their life instead yeah. of just the usual, like the, when I used to go on the road and I did it for a very short amount of time, it was such, yeah. it was so, such a bummer and so hard and so lonely and weird. And then you'd come home and get on the airport shuttle and be mm-hmm. with their 30 strangers and it would take you five hours to get home. So that idea of like, mm-hmm. oh, we could actually be picking people up at the end of a week of headlining somewhere and like for the good and the bad, now they're just home and they're getting a ride home. Yeah. Yeah, it's the loveliest. It's the loveliest. And also because like, 
I don't know how common, but I, because I only learned how to drive actually last year. I was really late learning how to drive. So like always getting a ride from, for me, from the airport or from any, anywhere else, especially with having no family here, it's almost like takes on like a magical quality. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. How is this possible? <laughs> like, but actually like transport can be fun. <laughs> you know, like it's actually incredible. But um, I, I did get my license, but I haven't really driven here yet. But I somehow passed. I can't believe, you know what the average time <laughs> for a driving test is in America? No. Do you want to guess? Like the length of time you drive to take the, the test? The average length, yeah. The average length of the test, yeah. I would guess 15 minutes. Eight. Eight? Yeah. <laughs> eight Yeah. Minutes. I mean, what can they tell about you in eight? But like they absolutely, I couldn't believe it. Because your driving instructor like brings you to the test center. And then even he was like, are you, you passed? I was like, yes, I, pa- I swear. And I had to like show him the page and everything. He was like, oh my. Okay, okay, well done. But he was worried. Wow. I that's so funny. Eight minutes. That's yeah. crazy. If I think I back to doing that test in high school, I swear you had to drive downtown and parallel park and yep. traffic. It was the I remember really? being drenched in sweat. It was yep. so scary. And it lasted all damn day. Yeah, it, felt, oh. it did feel really long. And yeah. I remember I changed lanes in the middle of an intersection when he was like, oh, get into the right-hand lane. And I did it going through an intersection. I almost failed my test. Oh, I think, wow. I think failing, you if you got a 70, you failed. I think I got a 71. So I just oh, did it wow. by the skin of my teeth. And have yeah. never changed lanes in the middle of an intersection since. Or on a bridge. That's also illegal. Oh, you see, that's really good to know that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yes. people do it all the time, but it is, you're not supposed to. Maybe there's different routes. Because like here, I just felt like you can, like New York is just so tricky to, everything is like so tight and there's pedestrians everywhere and you have to go really slowly. So that's a blessing. Yes. Um, <laughs> I think. But like they don't, they didn't, I don't remember them making a parallel park or anything. Wow. Like they were just like, okay, you're fine. Like she seemed to be kind of checked out, honestly, which is a wonderful way to be. <laughs> Especially in a testing situation. Yes. Yeah, it's when we first started doing the podcast, Lyft and Uber, it either, I think it was just starting to be a thing. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. I, or it just fully didn't exist yet. That, was it that, eight years ago? Or? Yes. No, it was, yeah. Yeah, yeah it would have been around eight then. years. Yeah. And, then the so now LAX is just kind of overrun. Do it's so it became so stressful. So we don't we kind of don't want to go we would there always, anymore. Yeah, we would always be late picking people up because we would enter LAX kind of on time, but it would take like twenty minutes to get around yeah. to like yeah. the United or Southwest <sighs> gate. It's crazy. Mean, this is what I'm just relearning after you know since the pandemic has like you know we're back traveling again. I missed my flight the other day because I was, I went to JFK. I used to be fully able to like travel around and grown up by myself. Yeah. Then I was at, at JFK literally just like sitting down with coffee, cup of coffee. I was supposed to be going to record, wait, wait, don't tell me, in a different city. Mm-hmm. And then I looked at my phone. It was like 8.15 and my flight was at 8.25. And I was like, I better check what gate it's at. <laughs> you know, like I hadn't even found the gate yet. And I saw it was gate like 47 and I was at gate 20. And the airports are gigantic. Yep. Even in a car, as you said, it takes a few minutes to drive around. And so then I kind of half-heartedly ran. <laughs> but like I knew I wasn't, <laughs> but I felt like I should <laughs> kind of jog. I was like, hustle, hustle. <laughs> and uh, 
<laughs> I got I got to the gate genuinely 15 minutes after the plane. <laughs> I don't know why I even bothered wow. going to the gate. <laughs> yeah. And it was like a woman just like picking stickers off a wall or something. And I was like, hey, does this flight leave already? Someone vacuuming. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. I can't. Yeah, I can't believe I would do something. I would call the super shuttle, which was a van mm-hmm. of strangers. And it, and it, depending on where they lived, you could be late for a flight just and not. Oh. So oh, yeah, would, you yeah. had to build it. If you yeah. were going to take the airport shuttle, you had three to build in early. easily three hours. Like, yeah. they could go <laughs> anywhere. There was one morning, uh, just, I could talk about this forever. I got on a super shuttle at like 5.30 in the morning because I had to go do colleges. And I, oh. it was such a nightmare. And of course, I was incredibly hungover. And we picked up, it was like, I got picked up. I was by myself in there for a little while. Then like, say, two other groups of people get picked up. Then we went and picked, sat in front of an apartment building on um, Rossmore, that street that Vine turns into when it yes, gets yes. It, like, into yes, the rich area. Yes, I drove area. through a puddle there and my car floated and, and was totaled on Rossmore. <gasps> okay. Continue your story. Okay, okay. <laughs> but now we know exactly where I'm talking yes, about. Yes, yes. Everyone and- <laughs> knows where I flooded my car, yes. And um, I this remember that. woman yes. took... No joke, 20 minutes to come out. Like oh. she, like it was there and she wasn't there waiting and no. we waited for her. And at one point, after like Brazen. 15 minutes, I go, sorry, why are we waiting for this person? Why are we waiting? Right. <laughs> it's just like, then I was the angry lady on the shuttle. I've been crazy. in this exact position. I, it's giving me, de- I literally experienced deja vu because of, I've had the exact same You were thing. the woman taking deja <laughs> I was, listen. <laughs> he was putting I, on his tinted moisturizer. <laughs> yeah, he was. well, and just came out with three big old duffel bags <laughs> of nothing but socks. I I don't know how to pack. Yeah, the other way, when you're getting picked up to be at the airport to be dropped off, I always found it off-putting that you're uh, showing strangers where you live. Like, what if you get yeah. in an argument in the van and then they just stop right at your door? Yeah. Because there's always some weirdo in the I'll van. I'll be up it's here, a- everybody. Yeah. Hey, there's the door where you can come in and get all stabby. Yikes. Wait, I thought you meant like hotels. This is your actual homes. Yes, they 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 oh. pick you up at at your home or drop you oh, off at yeah, your home. Oh yeah, I wouldn't. And it's a oh, shared. Does vi- there's something a bit scary? Right yes, right. it is. I think it's from the '90s. I think I I don't know mm. these days. I think it's what Uber turned into. But what it, mm. when you were just like a broke comic in the '90s, where you you wanted to get to the airport, you couldn't take a cab because it would cost yeah. you a hundred dollars. This yeah. would cost you twelve. Yes. but you right. were carpooling with half your irresponsible neighborhood. And it was just like, I barely got on this thing. And now I have to be like, I'm made late by this lady who can't even be bothered. When it's like, no, I'm usually this person. Why don't I get to be this person? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still see the vans. I might do it again. Get in there and see if it's a new experience. The the price is right. Yeah. Meet your your neighbors. But you know, that's the other piece of really enjoy LAX is hard these days of course Burbank is a dream but that <laughs> idea that traveling is so stressful and hard that I feel like I put myself into like a little snail shell the entire time mm-hmm. I get dropped off I'm moving through the airport I get on that plane there's anxiety there's weird behavior from others whatever mm-hmm. I lock myself in I try to keep my seat the whole 
flight if possible. And then once I get outside, it's like, I don't want to then continue more stranger interaction. Like the soonest I can get someone who I know personally to be like, to be in a safe zone almost. I feel like that there's a value to that. Like, but sometimes you just can't help it. Like if you're flying to New York and then you just have to get, take a cab to your hotel or whatever, and then you're just, it's just the extension of the trip. But yeah, it is. And it's like, could, is it, you know, I mean, is that a good enough reason to get married? Maybe it is. <laughs> Does that justify unhappy relationships? Yeah. yeah. I'd have to the yes, ra- I'd, I'd have a ride so. all the time and then someone could use this expensive uh, massaging gun that I don't know how to use on my own back. <laughs> yeah. Those are two really good reasons yeah. to get married. Yeah. yeah. It's I otherwise I was thinking of developing some sort of a mount for the wall that triggers the massage gun, and then you kind of back into it. I wouldn't do that. I, I think that it's a, it's a pretty good idea. Well, what about a yeah. pri- private mount, though? Pri- make that in a private area. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. it's for my back. Living I have knots room. in my back. This isn't a, <laughs> Karen, your dirty waist-high kind of wall uh, massager. I really do have back issues. Don't let the pizza so delivery same. boy. <laughs> we all have... What did you call it? Knots in our back? Sure, babe. We all have knots in our back. We all have quote unquote knots in oh, our back. I should settle down and meet someone to take care of these knots in my knots back. Knots in my back. Oh, now we sultry. are becoming the podcast that Maeve's sister didn't want us to be. I know. Oh, yeah. We're just doing it anyway. Just Sliding into so it. Inevitable. Oh, oh my God. So you still you still host Butterboy Comedy, which we've had Aparna's been on and talked about it. And it's my yeah. Yes. My, truly my favorite uh, title of a comedy show. Oh, I love doing that. Yeah, we host that every every Monday. Myself, Aparna, and there's another woman. I can never remember her name. <laughs> <laughs> she, no, Joe, Joe Firestone. <laughs> Do you know her? A woman? Yeah. A woman who does comedy? Anyway, I don't know. Um, she's good. She's getting good. But uh, no, we've been doing that for years now. And it's uh, it's lovely. And it's cool as well to see all the like young comedians coming up. And they're so brilliant and Silly and free and like, I love, I just, I just love doing that every Monday. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I'm, I miss. I mean, I give them notes like severe. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> you take your, you know, take your second to last joke, put it at number one, take number one, yeah, put it at number that's eight. The, that's the and note I ever, Karen just stole my so note. Don't be so silly. <laughs> yes. Don't be so free. And why do you feel so free to be silly? <laughs> Shut it down. Think about that. Have a drink. <laughs> Being, being, I've always said, being silly comes with a cost. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here at, it's always ha ha before wow wow. <laughs> Here at Butterboy Comedy, we're going to teach you a lesson. <laughs> uh, I love and that. And do you still? You said you were traveling for wait wait. Don't tell me. Oh, I just, I mean, they went remote like during the sure, pandemic. So, sure. but yeah, like I'm going there. Uh, yeah, this week. They, they tape in Chicago, so they just got a new theater in, in Chicago, so that's going to be lovely um, yeah. to do that. And then and then they go on the road sometimes, um, and so they, and they bring the comedians along with them. So it's actually, like, been a cool way to see different parts of the country. You that have I gone on the road see. with them. You, with them, yeah. Yeah, yeah. wow. That's um, awesome. But I mean, to, like, St. Paul and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. It's, it's cool, because I wouldn't get to see 
see that otherwise. And so also they have it. such yeah. a dedicated, it's such a good show. It's been on for a really long time. It's like the the audience must just be so thrilled to be able to see what they've been listening to for so long, I would imagine. Yeah, they love, like the show is just like this, you know, the hosts have been there, Peter and Bill, and they're just so lovely and the, the listeners know them really well. Like people have grown up with the show, which yeah. obviously I didn't because I'm not from here, but... um. But what's so cute to me when you go out is there's often like families and they have, it seems to me like 11 year olds Mm -hmm. are like the kind of, there's sometimes older kids there too, but like 11 year olds just like get the show so hard. And sometimes I get like requests from parents being like, my son is, you know, turning 12 and like, he'd love a message. I'm like, how cute is that? Yes. And then I, I just... He wants a message from a comedian for his birthday. <laughs> I like love that it. is like the nerdiest, most beautiful thing. And then I just say to them, you know, happy 111th birthday. I yeah. can't believe you've made it this far. <laughs> and then they're just like, they then they like the the mom sends me a photo of like just like a gangly boy, just like laughing with braces <laughs> oh, on. It's just so cute. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's it's, it's so my cute. Favorite email to get is is my yeah. my kid likes you. It's like, oh, okay. That means so much more for some reason. And- yeah, I think so too. I think because like they're, they, it's just uh, older kids I'm obviously f- so scared of because like, I'm just like, <laughs> oh my God, I know I'm just embarrassing. <laughs> but like the younger kids, like something about like under 12s, if they approve of you, you're just like, oh God, I must yeah. be doing something right. <laughs> also, funny. And they just laugh, they laugh so like, um, uninhibited they're so uninhibited you know it's just like it's so fun any random situation that has caused me to do stand-up for kids or you know parents and kids or I've done Mm -hmm. a a kid's birthday party once it was a gig at a festival I (laughs) but for some reason it feels so much better to be able to make kids laugh without you know crossing your eyes and being falling down which I will do if it makes kids laugh Oh my God. Uh, you know, one of my biggest regrets is I got laser surgery on my eyes and I can't cross them anymore. Oh, what? What? <laughs> I'm literally... <laughs> wait a minute. You're trying right trying. now? My eyes are hurting that, right now trying to cross minute. them. Did the laser hit the, the the musculature of your optic nerve? I don't know much about eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> I guess like they used to cross naturally and I used to wear glasses uh-huh. and also I just think it's like the funniest thing in the world crossing eyes yes but now, I, I do I'm, I'm okay with it I can't do it anymore because I guess they overcorrected it well how do you look like right now look at the tip of your nose I can't you can't you're right they are Wow. So, so, is this been, good for is this good for a podcast? It is very, very, very visual. visual. If, if you I I Maeve just put her finger in front of her nose and the eyes were dead set. It's like yeah. you were each was looking past the finger. Yeah. Isn't it so sinister? So that's my the greatest regret of my life. <laughs> you can't rely <laughs> on pure physical comedy anymore the way you used to. No, you have to level no. up. You have to get as you use my body. (laughs) 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 Always back to the body, the breath, the body. Oh, disappointed (laughs) sisters everywhere. (laughs) 
Lend an ear. You, perfect, you perfectly buttoned it, Maeve. The, what a delight to get to talk to you for an yeah, hour. Yeah, it was such a treat. So it was nice. such a treat. Yeah. Thanks to you both. Yeah, yeah. you're very fun. And and let's not, you two, uh, I'm, I'm about to do some squats. He did it. I did it. I brought <laughs> it back. It. Isn't he that fun? It back. <laughs> and then you didn't even do one. <laughs> I know. I realized I was already sitting and it's like, how do I do this? I might hurt my spine. Go lower. Do your little shoulder. <laughs> yeah, I could do the shoulder squats. Oh, visually, that would have been good. Shoulder good squats. Um, <laughs> any plugs that you want to talk about or anything you want people, aside from Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me or Butterboy Comedy I mean, Live? people can find me on Instagram at Maven America. I'm still holding out there for now. So that would be lovely. And I just want to say, like, it's so cool. I always see how, like, Exactly Right donates money to different causes. That is very cool because I don't see a lot of podcast networks doing that. And if I was you... I'd make a bigger deal out of it. Like, so you and George are just kind of like mutter, like there's like something terrible happening in the news and you're like mutter. Okay, so we're going to donate $10,000 and going to donate $25,000 to that. And I'm like, wait a second. You should do, this should be, there should be trumpets. (laughs) There should be... (laughs) <laughs> How can you do a good thing and not make a big deal out of it? Yeah. That's my only criticism. You do you're doing a lot and it's and it's so wonderful and I and I really appreciate it. Thank so, you, my friend. Good for you. Thank mm-hmm. you very much. Uh I appreciate I feel seen and I appreciate it. I think it's just it feels like these days and with the things that are going on and the extremity of everything, it just feels mm-hmm. like it's isn't enough. Nothing's enough. And so mm-hmm. I think there's that piece of like, you know, we were given money. It's easy to give money when we were given money. You know, to me, it's just like, keep it moving. It's like, we got some keep money, keep yeah. that money moving and actually right. direct it toward the places where it's needed. Because these fucking days, it's just like, please give as much money as you can to the ACLU and all these pla- the smart people who are actually fighting back against straight up, Nazis in the street like to me no I know but and I think I absolutely hear you I just I think it's really important to point out when you do it though just because it like jogs the rest of us as well Mm. a bit Um, we're underplaying so would like an air horn (laughs) just a quick uh, uh, kind of thing yeah just like you know I I mean maybe you can make a jingle I know you haven't traditionally done that but you know aren't we good aren't we good look at us we're so good <laughs> that's just an idea Karen just, or a series of slaps and it's like that's us patting ourselves on the back <laughs> rhythmic slapping sound <laughs> or like one of those you know like when you hit a hammer and it like goes like ding all the way up <laughs> yeah, to like, yeah, at a carnival of course we gave away this much today or something <laughs> yeah. ding yep <laughs> oh I appreciate it yeah, of course. And thanks for today. Yeah, we're gonna you, we're gonna get a, some money started for to get your eyes crossing again. I think that's an, <laughs> their, our next important donation, don't you think? Get a little pass I'm the hat for you. I really was not hinting at all, but <laughs> thank you. undo thank you so this laser surgery. <laughs> I'll start contacting doctors, though, and I'll get a few quotes. <laughs> yep. We're like, $350,000? Go to hell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Worth every penny. Look at these 11-year-olds. Cracking up across yeah. America. Yeah. Look at this new closing bit. <laughs> the big eye cross. Um, all right. Well, thank you so much. All right. Friend. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, lots of love. So much fun. Yeah, that was awesome. You've been listening to Do You Need a Ride? D-Y-N-A-R. <laughs> This has been an Exactly Right production. 
Produced by Casey O'Brien. Mixed by John Bradley. Artwork by Chris Fairbanks. Theme song by Karen Kilgariff. Follow the show on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Dynar Podcast. That's D-Y-N-A-R Podcast. For more information, go to exactlyrightmedia.com. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Follow Do You Need a Ride on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen so you never miss an episode. If you like what you hear, rate and review the show. And visit the exactlyrightstore.com to purchase Do You Need a Ride merch.